0: The thief comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseao Afuaqua. Pastor Afuaqua is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen.
1: Okay, so we are going to continue our teaching series on Titus. Somebody say Titus. Titus Titus is a book of instructions. Timothy is a book of instructions. And they are designed to equip and empower us for fruitful life and ministry. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we've been reading chapter after chapter. Somebody say chapter after chapter. Chapter chapter. Okay, every time we meet, that is the book we are reading. So come to Titus chapter 3. And you will see that the spirit of instruction is in the whole text. He said, remind your people to submit yourselves to rulers and authorities, to obey them and to be ready to do good in every way. Tell them to speak evil of no one, but to be peaceable, friendly, and always to show a gentle attitude to everyone. Now, I'm reading from the Good News Version, so it may be different from what you have, but it's still the same. Okay. Now, if you look at it, it's instructions he's given. So he said, tell them. He is giving them something to tell. So that's the instruction. Tell them to speak evil of no one, but to be peaceful and friendly and always to show a gentle attitude toward everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, and wrong. We were slaves to passions and pleasures of all kinds. We spent our lives in malice and envy. Others hated us and we hated them. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior was revealed, he saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we ourselves had done, but because of his own mercy he saved us. Through the Holy Spirit who gives us new birth and new life by washing us. God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ so that by his grace we might be put right with God and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for. Verse 8, this is a true saying. I want you to give special emphasis to these matters so that those who believe in God may be concerned with giving their time to doing good deeds, which are good and useful for everyone. But avoid, somebody say avoid. Avoid, avoid stupid arguments, long lists of ancestors, quarrels, fights about the Lord. They are useless and worthless. Give at least two warnings to those who cause divisions. Somebody say two warnings and then have nothing more to do with them. You know that such people are corrupt and their sins prove that they are wrong. Verse 12. When I send Artemis and tarticus to you, do your best to come to me in Decapolis because I've decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to help Zenas the lawyer, and Apollos to get started on their travels and see to it that they have everything they need. Our people must learn to spend their time doing good in order to provide for real needs. They should not live useless lives. All who are with me send you greetings. Give our greetings to our friends in the faith. Then he says, grace be with you all. That's the New Testament greeting. Grace to you on that note. And grace abounds. Okay, so we've been looking at remain a true son and raise true sons somebody say remain a true son son. And and raise true sons okay and we have been focusing on the first part of it which has to do with remain a true son so if you are going to remain as true sons the first thing we say we need to be able to appreciate is who is a true son and what are the things that identifies a person as a true son ministry is designed to be done with fathers and sons That's how Jesus did the ministry. And that's how the early church did the ministry. And we are called to do the same. Apostle Paul said, you have many instructors, yet few fathers. But in Christ, I have begotten you in the faith. All of us have a ministry. Somebody say, I have a ministry. Say, I have a ministry. In Christ, I have a ministry. And I have a responsibility to fulfill that ministry. I shall be held to account on the day of judgment what I did with God's gifts abilities talents that were placed within me for the fulfillment of my ministry. yeah every believer has a ministry and for you to be equipped you need to understand how to conduct yourself in order to be properly equipped to fulfill that ministry so we've been looking at characteristics of true sons and we've talked about a number of them. But the one that we are recently dealing with has to do with instructions. Somebody say instructions. Instructions. We said that one of the major traits of a true son is that a true son receives and follows the instructions of his father. Somebody say a true son son receives receives and and follows the instructions of his father. We find that in Titus chapter 1 verse 5. Titus chapter 1 verse 5. The New Living Translation says, I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. Somebody say, I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town. As I instructed you. you. Can you see that? The reason why he left Titus in Crete was to follow his instructions. He gave him a set of instructions and said, follow them. I've left you in Crete. You are to fulfill your ministry in Crete. And in order for you to do that, these are a set of instructions you should follow. He gave him instructions to follow. We see that also in the book of 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.18. Let's look at that quickly and then I'll jump into it. First Timothy one eighteen, Timothy my son, here are my, here are my, here are my. Okay, so that's it. Here are my instructions, Timothy my son. You give instructions to one who is a son. Timothy my son, here are my instructions for you, based on the prophetic word that has gone ahead of you. Look at First Timothy three fourteen to fifteen quickly. 1 Timothy 3, 14-15, although I hope to come to you, I am writing these instructions so that if I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's house, which is a church of a living God, a pillar and a foundation of the truth. So instructions, the letters he wrote were a set of instructions. You cannot read the letters of Paul to Timothy, Paul to Titus, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, and not see a letter that is littered with instructions. From beginning to the end is instructions. Instructions on how to live his life as a pastor or as a leader. Instructions on how to conduct the affairs of the church. Instructions on how to deal with problems in the church. Instructions on how to manage different people in the church. It's a book of instructions. Somebody says it's a book of instructions. It's a book of instructions. Okay, Paul gave several of such instructions. How to deal with widows. And we said that to be a true son is to listen and follow the instructions of your father. Somebody said, to, to be a true son is to listen, is to listen and, follow and follow the instructions of your father. I shared this with you last week. Your attitude to instruction is one of the greatest signs of your submission as a son to your father's authority. Your attitude. Somebody said, my, my attitude to instructions, instructions. is one of, one of the most important signs of my submission. To my father's authority authority. as a son. son. Okay, so last week, among many things, I also told you that when we pick the Bible, the Bible is essentially a book of instructions. Somebody say a book of instructions. instructions. Say it, "A a book of instructions. Where do we see these things? We see that second Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17. Look at what your Bible says. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God by the inspiration of who and it's profitable for what for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness the scriptures are profitable for instructions so I tell people all the time when you read the scriptures most people when they read the scriptures they are quick to look for promises to claim instead of looking for instructions to follow yeah are promises in there but there are instructions And when you learn to follow the instructions of Scripture, you don't even need to pray about the promises of Scripture because the instructions are designed to bring you into the promises. So let's learn to follow the instructions of Scripture. That's why the Bible was written. It was written to guide us. It was written to instruct us on the way of righteousness. Look at Romans 15.4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our... Say, written for my instruction. Yeah, that's what the Bible was written for. It was written to instruct you. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. Now, these things happened to them as example, but they were written down for our, Instruction. our, Instruction. on whom the ends of the ages have come. Praise the Lord. Amen. One of the reasons why I like the book of Proverbs is that it's loaded with instructions. Praise the Lord. The book of Proverbs is a father giving his son practical instructions for successful living. If you must succeed in life, that's the book you must learn to spend your time in. As much as possible, unless I'm overwhelmed, super, super overwhelmed by my responsibilities. But I read one chapter of Proverbs every day. And I do that in every month. I'm doing it in a different version altogether. So I can have a better appreciation of the book. It's an instruction on life. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2 to 3, look at this. To know wisdom, he was talking about the purpose of Proverbs, really. He says, let's start from verse 1, please. Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1 verse 1, please. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of King of Israel. To know what? Wisdom and instruction to understand words of insight. That's why it was written. It was written so you know wisdom. And verse 3, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in, just, in righteousness, in justice, and equity. If you want to know the purpose of Proverbs, that's the summary there. How powerful are instructions? Last week we touched on that. How many of you remember that? We touched on how many things? How many things did we talk about last week? We talked about six things that are important in the book of proverbs four thirteen. this is what scripture says hold on to instruction now we are going to learn why it's important to hold on to instructions and how we can hold on to instructions so he says hold on to instruction do not let it go guard it well for it is your life that's how powerful instructions are proverbs is full of instructions and in that He says, hold on to instruction. So he tells you what your attitude must be towards instruction. And we ask the question, why is this admonition necessary? Whether it's in ministry or it's in life. Why is it necessary that we learn to hold on to instructions? We said it's necessary because of the following reasons. Number one, instructions are critical for success in all areas of life. Somebody say instructions Instructions. are critical for success in all areas of life. If you want to marry and have peace and enjoy the marriage, you have to be instructed biblically on what it takes to be a wife, what it takes to be a husband. Unfortunately, many people want to marry and they want to marry without that knowledge. So sometimes counseling is made available for people and they approach it lackadaisically, very slothfully. Some of them don't even make time for it. And yet, when they go and they have crisis, they begin to think that it's Satan, it's your lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You did not just rise up one day to say you were a lawyer. You were instructed on how to be a lawyer. And you must also be instructed on how to be a husband or a wife. Can somebody say an amen? Amen. God put marriage together so you can't stay in it without his manual. God's word is our manual for life. I said last week that every product you buy comes with a set of instructions. They call it manual. And if you follow that, you safeguard the material you bought. You can buy it at any cost. But if you decide that you are going to ignore the instructions, you are going to suffer for it. Number two, we said instructions equip you for excellence in life and ministry. Somebody say instructions. Instructions. Equip me for life life. And and ministry. Instructions increase your store of knowledge. Number four, instructions makes me wise. Instructions makes you what? Wise. Instructions bring prosperity. It brings what? You will prosper in the name of Jesus. Can I have a better amen? Amen. Number six, we said instructions protect you from death or destruction. Somebody say instruction Instruction protects me me from from death or destruction. Yeah, if you don't want to die before your time, then you need to pay attention to instruction. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23, it says, He shall die for lack of instruction. He will die for lack of what? Instruction. Not lack of friends. He will die for lack of instruction. If you don't have value for instruction, your end will not be good. Many relationships have died. Many destinies have died. And the people are existing all right, but they are dead. They are not living up to what God wants them to be. And then number... Sixth, instruction is the doorway to the miracles. Somebody's instruction is the doorway to the miracles. Say, instructions is the doorway to the miracles. How many of us want to see the supernatural of God? We want to function the supernatural. You want to see signs, wonders, and miracles follow your life. Learn to follow instructions. Turn to your neighbor and say, follow instructions. "Follow instructions." If you are the type who debates a lot, whether within yourself. Or, you reason a lot. Sometimes, <laughs> a lot of people miss out on God's design and strategically program blessings for them because they don't follow instructions. We see that in a number of people, but I will not have the time to listen because it's also is part of my sub-point for today. Okay, so you look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10 to 14. Look at this. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10 to 14. But, Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Somebody say he he sent with this message. Yeah, this is Naaman. Naaman had traveled a long distance. He had come to the prophet of God, seeking intervention for a long challenge, a predicament he's lived with for a very long time. And there he comes, and the servant of God begins to instruct him. Look at this. He tells him, sent a message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. Now look at this. But Naaman became what? He became what? He became angry. For whatever reason, he became angry and stuck away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. You knew all of this, and yet you have carried it for many years. He knew all of that. He knew how to be healed, but he couldn't apply it to himself. Or he applied it to himself, and it didn't work. And he came. He was told what to do, but he was debating. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana and the Farpa, better than any of the rivers of it? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. Ask you only, but you get angry when you are instructed, yeah, 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 because some instructions will affect your pride. This is an army, this is an army general who has won wars and had victories many years, so he was a top guy in his own field. And this man comes and says, Go and wash in the pool. I mean, how dare I'm a scholar, I'm no mean person, I know what's up, man. I'm not a dummy look at how dirty the waters you want me to go and wash in it that will not happen here and as long as he debated his leprosy stayed with him but thank God Elijah having been trained by Elijah didn't have patience at all he just gave the instruction and left whatever you want to do do with yourself it's sad when you give instruction that has been tried and tested and has saved others and other people just look at it and they walk away it's very very sad very very sad very very sad very sad but that's it <laughs> now the bible says go and wash and be cured. now look at this but his officer tried to reason with him and said sir if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult wouldn't you have done it <laughs> That's what the Bible says that less Satan takes advantage of you because of the simplicity in the gospel. When we come to Christ, a lot of things are simple. Our power is in the name of Jesus. Learn to confess the name. Learn to appropriate the name. Our power is generated when we spend time praying in the spirit. Learn to pray a lot in the spirit. These are simple, simple instructions. But you'll be amazed how much power doing so will generate in your life. But many people trivialize it. We rather want something very difficult, something, hey, it's amazing. Human beings simply don't appreciate simple things. I don't know why that's the case. But we find it difficult to appreciate simple things. Look at this. Wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. So Nehemiah went down, look at this, Nehemiah did what? Went down to the Jordan River and dipped seven times as the man of God had as the man of God had instructed. That's all. As the man of God had instructed. I met a couple in Accra about two years ago and they were in this challenge. <laughs> they look really like a world challenge, though. But I met them for I think I met them the man in particular. I met him earlier and then I asked him to see me again because I, I felt that I needed to pray a bit into what counsel I should give them because it wasn't something I was familiar with. So after the night session, the next morning, I met him and then I gave him one, two, three things that he should do <laughs> and go and do with the wife. He looked at me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you are telling me a very hard thing. You are telling me a very hard thing. I said, it may be hard, but that's the solution to your problem. He went. And as hard as it was, he did it. And thankfully, at the time, they had been married just for about, I think, the first year of their marriage. Just about getting close to their first anniversary. They did it. And uh, this year, I think this year will be their fifth anniversary. You see, when it comes to marriage, eh, the first five years, if you can survive it, you can survive. Yeah, the first five years. If you try your best and survive, you can survive. Praise the Lord. And just as this one has a positive ending, a gentleman went, took the wife all the way, far away, to celebrate their honeymoon in a very far country, very beautiful island. That is a dreamland for, listen, many people. They went there and the wife started fighting the man. They called me around 2 a.m. I spoke to them, yes, spoke to them and counseled them, blah, 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 blah. This woman will not, as we speak, the marriage is over. Yeah. Listen, miracles happen when we obey instructions. Turn to your and say, miracles happen. When we obey instructions. Yeah. When you obey instructions, it shall be well. With you. Listen, the people who obey instructions, they never end up as losers. You will always do well. If you learn to listen to instructions, you always do well. Always do well. Always do well. Always do well. Okay, now Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1. Let's quickly look at how our posture towards instructions must be. Proverbs 13, 1, New King James Version, please. A wise son heeds his father's. A wise son heeds his father's. But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Now, instruction is different. But when instruction is escalated to rebuke and you still don't listen, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Instruction means go this way. Simple. There is no much force with it. Just do this or go this way. That's simple. But by the time it is elated to rebuke and you say not listen, your destiny is, in, is set for destruction. That shall not be your future. Amen. A wise son. Somebody say a wise son. a wise son. One of the marks of true wisdom is your attitude towards instruction. A wise son listens to the instructions of his father. So, I'm going to walk you through briefly 10 positive attitudes you must develop towards instructions if you want to do well in life and ministry. And these were attitudes that Timothy and Titus had. That's why they were able to live a fruitful life and fulfill their ministries. 10 positive attitudes you must develop towards instruction. Number one, adopt a posture that makes it easy for you to be instructed. Adopt a posture. Somebody say adopt a posture. Say adopt a posture. That makes it easy for you to be instructed. If you have ever been in the position where you have had to give instruction to people, you will know that instructing people is not easy. Yeah. Because when you are giving the instruction, you are thinking about what would they be thinking. If you are a pastor and you have to receive an offering, when you are receiving the offering, what will you be thinking? what would the people be thinking? You always think about it. But most of the time, the people who are receiving the instruction think that it's so easy for the person giving the instruction. So you always have to adopt a posture that makes it easy for you to be instructed. Turn to your say, adopt a posture. Adopt posture. That makes it easy makes it for easy. you to be instructed. So yeah. In this said there are some people, if something is going wrong, I can tell them, don't do this. I'll tell them direct. Other people, I will tell them that I think maybe you should think about what you want to do. Think about it. I think if you give yourself some time. Meanwhile, I know what they can do to help them. But I won't say it. Because they don't have the posture for that instruction. There are others also, when you give them the instruction, they will still go back and come back to give you other things. Why that instruction cannot work. And sometimes they do it in a very subtle way. And I look at them and then I laugh. Because I know where it's going. Now look at this. Adopt a posture that makes it easy for you to be instructed. Look at Jeremiah 17, 23 quickly. But they did not obey nor incline their ear, but made their neck stiff. Made their neck what? That they might not hear or receive instruction. You make your neck stiff. Your posture makes it obvious that you cannot be instructed. Yeah, it's a posture. It's an attitude of the spirit. It's an attitude that will manifest by your action. No matter how you pretend about it, it will come up. When your neck is stiff, you are too set on your ways. You are too convinced that the wrong path you are on is the best path. You cannot be instructed. Look at Jeremiah 32, verse 23. And they have turned to me, the back, and not the face. Uh So how can you be instructed? Though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not listened to receive instructions. So the first thing you need to do is to adopt a posture. And one of the best posters is the poster of a son. Somebody say poster of a son. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because when someone is a son, it's easy to instruct the person. When the person is a son. He said, these are instructions I'm writing to you. My son Timothy, my son Titus. That was the basis for the instruction. Now, I realized that Paul at some point wanted to instruct one man, Apollos, but he couldn't. Look at First Corinthians 16, 12. Apollos. He could not instruct him openly. There was something that Paul really wanted him to do, but he couldn't. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 12. You can give me the ESV version. Yeah, 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 yeah. ESV. He said, Now concerning brother Apollos, I strongly urge him to visit you with other brothers, but it was not at all his will to come now. Did you see that? You remember when I was teaching about a son and the father's will. You remember. Jesus said, "I came not to do my own will, but the will of the Father that sent me." That was a conflict, the conflict of wills. It was not his will. And if you know anything about Apollos, Apollos was a man that at some point was competing with Paul. Some say I'm of Apollos, some say I'm of Paul. So they were classmates. How dare you instruct the person? I'm not communicating here. He wanted him to instruct him to go and do an important, but the relationship would not permit it. It wasn't possible. Look at that. He said, I strongly urge him to visit you with the brothers, but it was not at all his will to come now. He will come when he has opportunity. He does things at his own convenience. That's Apollos. Because he, he and Paul have been paired up, but Apollos and Paul were not classmates at all. Praise the Lord! If you look at those two guys, they were not classmates at all. In terms of where God picked Apollos from, where he picked Paul from, and the agenda, what book did Apollos write? What book did he write? He was mighty in scriptures. Where do we see it? But he saw himself as a competitor. Praise the Lord. If you work in an office and you make your boss your competitor, you will have problems. You won't learn. You are a pupil at a, a law firm. And when your bosses are talking, you are talking. Am I communicating here? They relate to you as a friend. But be careful and understand the dynamics of the relationship. When I'm before my father, I talk less. I listen more. I'm not communicating here. I listen more. I ask questions, and then I listen and I take instructions. Because when you are before a giant, you listen to obtain wisdom. That's why God gave us two years. He gave us two years so we will listen more and speak less. The Bible said, "Be quick to hear and slow to speak." You have two years. That's why you have them. For it's a law. A wise man has a hearing ear. You have to listen. Learn to listen. He said, I wanted him to come, but it wasn't his will. It wasn't his will at all. I've told you, one of the most important tests you have to overcome is the conflict of wills. That's where you really see whether you are a son. If it is possible, let this car pass over me. Yet not my will, but thy will be done. That's what made Jesus the son, the precious son of God, because he yielded his will to the will of his father. Number two, value instructions. Stand to your name and say value instructions. Value instructions. You have to value instructions. Don't trivialize instructions. Scripture says instructions are more powerful than money. I mean, when I read Proverbs, anything Proverbs says is more powerful than money, I want to pay attention to it. I value wisdom. I value knowledge. Because these things, Proverbs says, are precious much more than money. Character is important than money. The Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than precious ornament. I'm doing a book on... 12 things better than money 12 things better than money praise the Lord okay so value instructions say value instructions instructions. look at what the Bible says instructions Proverbs 8 10 to 11 take my instruction instead of instead of what Uh you remember I told you that instructions bring prosperity when you listen to instructions you will prosper but when we give you money and you don't listen to instructions you will still be poor he said, take my instructions instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot be compared with it. Proverbs twenty three twenty three. he says, buy the truth and do not sell it. What are you to buy? Buy the truth, don't sell it. And then also wisdom and, and understanding. Buy them buy them go to the market and buy them so value it anything you spend money to buy must be something you value nobody so yeah Yeah. anything you take your money to buy an instruction is one of such what we take to buy instruction is not money it's an attitude somebody say an an attitude yeah it's an attitude that makes it possible for you to be instructed with that positive attitude you will always receive instructions upon instructions i've learned so much i've matured so fast I've been blessed in diverse ways by just listening to instructions of those I relate to as Father. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number three, love instruction. Somebody say, love instruction. love instruction. So, value instruction, love it. Love to be instructed. Proverbs 12:1. He said, Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Whoever loves instruction loves what? Uh-huh. Because you want to know. Where you are instructed, you comply. And the Bible says you would gain more knowledge. Again, Proverbs 5, 12 to 13. And I say, and say, how have I hated instruction? You can only do one of two. You either love it or you hate it. How have I hated instruction? And my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. Now, if you go ahead, spend time and read the book of Proverbs 5. And see the context. Because he was talking about how he ignored and despised instruction and the consequences it brought upon him. So when he says, how I hated instruction, I just don't have the time. That's why I'm not reading the full. But just read Proverbs chapter 5 and have an appreciation of what that means. How I hated instruction and dis- my heart despised correction. I've not obeyed the voice of my teacher. nor not inclined my ear to those who instructed me. Number four, learn to receive and listen to instructions well. Learn to receive and listen to instructions. well. attend your name is. Learn to, Learn to receive or listen to instructions well. To instructions. Yeah, you have to. You have to. That's an attitude that will help you to be instructed. If you are instructed and you keep getting it wrong, it makes it difficult for your instructors to instruct you. Learn to receive instructions well. One day. David gave Joab, who was his army commander, an instruction. They were going for war and he told him specifically what not to do with Absalom. And everybody heard it. Joab pretended he didn't hear it. And he acted contrary to the instruction. Learn to listen to instructions well. Proverbs 1:8, "Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching." Proverbs 4:1, "Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction, pay attention and gain understanding. Proverbs 19, 20. Listen to counsel and receive what? Instruction. That you may be wise in your latter days. Latter days. When you receive instruction, your wisdom will show it. Ultimately, people will see that it was good to receive instruction. Now, Job 22, verse 22. Receive instruction from his mouth and lay up his words where? Uh-huh. Lay up his words where? in your heart. Number five, learn to respond quickly to instructions. Learn to respond quickly to what? Learn to respond quickly to instructions. Learn to respond quickly to instructions. Now, if you look at Abraham, you, you will understand that everything Abraham became, he became because he learned how to listen to God's instructions. Abraham. From Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. The Bible says, God appeared unto Abraham and said, Get thee out of thy father's house, out of thy kindred, and go into a land which I will show you. And the Bible says, immediately, look at verse 4. So Abraham departed. So Abraham did what? Departed. Abraham departed. As soon as the instruction came, he departed. If you go to chapter 17, when he was having conflict with the wife about Ishmael, and he was so concerned, God told him, Abraham, send Ishmael away. The Bible says, chapter 17 actually has to do with when he received instruction from God to circumcise himself. The moment he woke up, the Bible said Abraham woke up and circumcised himself and all those who were in his house. You won't meet Abraham delay on any instruction. Every instruction God gave him, he acted promptly. One God told him, it was heated debate in their bedroom concerning Hagar and Ishmael. Sarah said, let her go. I'm tired of this girl. She's mocking me. I can't have enough. I can't stay with her anymore. And then Abraham too now, I have a son with her, and it wasn't my idea in the first place. You, Sarah, you saw this idea to me. Why are you creating problem? Where is this girl going with this little child in the wilderness? What will happen to them? All of these conflicts were going on. Then God stepped in and said, Abraham, listen to what your wife is saying, and let them pack. Wherever they are going, you don't need to know. The Bible said, Abraham rose up the next morning and sent them off. If you come to Genesis 22, verse 1, the Bible says, God appeared unto Abraham and said, take thy son, thy only son. If you read verse 4, immediately, the Bible said, Abraham rose up and went. You have to learn to listen quickly to instructions. Turn to him and say, listen quickly to instructions. Don't be like Naaman to debate instructions. Debating it, debating it. You see, sometimes, spirit-led instructions, they just have a narrow window. And the faster you act, the quicker it becomes. The slower it gets, the more Satan confuses you more. Learn to listen quickly to instructions. man said, there are many waters, I have many options. Be there, the prophet left. You remember Peter? Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. He was also debating the Lord. <laughs> Look at that. We are talking about how the miraculous happens, and particularly when it comes to the miraculous, seeing signs, seeing wonders. He said, and when he has stopped speaking, he said to Simon, This is a man who has been speaking to a lot of people and the heated anointing. Lives are changed by the teaching. And then he is done. And the first instruction he gives, somebody is there debating it in his heart. When he had stopped speaking he said to Peter like the first person he addresses after the ministration said to Peter launch out into the deep end let your net down for a catch now listen to an intelligent fisherman whose reasoning was way above verse 5 please he said Simon answered and said to him <laughs> master we have to all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word i will let down the net as for his case he was actually given an explanation it wasn't so much of a debate and he acted. When he acted, you saw what happened. The Bible said he caught fish, verse 6. And when they had done this, followed the instruction. They caught. That's how the miraculous is born. Learn to listen to instructions. Listen to instructions. I said learn to what? Respond quickly to instructions. Somebody said, respond quickly to instructions. Respond quickly to instructions. Respond quickly to instructions. Of course, this is a follow-up to it. Number six, obey instructions by faith. Obey instructions by what? Spiritual instructions only work by faith. You have to obey them by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8, By faith, Abraham obeyed the instruction to go to a place which he shall later receive for an inheritance. And he went, not knowing where he was going. Is it not faith? How can you carry seed? Say, I'm going to give. What are you giving it for? I don't know, but I just felt in my heart. I feel instructed, convicted by the Spirit of God to give this seed. Am I communicating here? He led by faith, not knowing where he was going. That's how come he got Canaan. That's how come he became a giant in the land. That's how come Abraham became a father of many nations because he learned to respond to God by faith. Now listen, faith is the response of the human spirit to God's word. When you are born again, your spirit naturally responds to the word of God. So when it comes, you want to act and act promptly on it. He went, not knowing where he was going. Everything that Abraham became, he became it because he learned to operate by faith. Those who function by faith always get greater and better results than those who function by sight. They will always, for the Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Those who function by, they will always, you are looking for a husband to marry. If you look at the flesh, you will miss your miracle man. Because in the flesh, he may not look it. Yeah, he may not look it. He may not look it. In Ghana, the average man that may come chasing after you as a young woman is without a car. So if car is your standard, you will miss it. I mean, the average man is without a vehicle. I'm not communicating here. So if this is your yardstick, he has to be from this background, from that background, from that background. You see, when you are marrying, eh, learn to marry for where the person is going to. Know where the person is marry a person for where he's going to his vision, his purpose, his sense of direction is more important because whatever he has in the present if there is no vision in the future that's all you end up with today he has one Toyota and you like the Toyota so much if he has no major vision I'm telling you, you will die in the Toyota (laughs) I'm not communicating here but if a person is driven, he has a sense of purpose and direction It's a matter of time. Whatever he didn't have will come to him. Am I communicating here? Yeah, by faith. By faith. Look at 1st Kings chapter 17, verse 10 to 14. Kings. I'm talking about obeying instructions by faith. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please, bring me a little water in the cup that I may I may verse 11. He says, And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in the bin and a little oil in the jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and... This was where she was heading towards. She was heading towards her death. She was eating and dying. Praise the Lord. And that's what happens to those who eat their seed. When you eat your seed, your future starts dying. I'm not communicating here. Those who have seed to sow always have a guaranteed future. God gives us bread to eat and seed to sow. Sometime back, maybe hopefully I want to bring closer to what I'm doing, but I'll come back to teach on faithful, sowing seeds faithfully, how to be a faithful sower. Bread to the eater and seed to the sower. The woman had the only thing that was left in her hand was not bread, it was seed. Anything that is left in your hand is not can be bread, is a seed. If you decide to eat it up, that will be your last meal. He said that we may eat and die. Now look at this: the instruction. This is where you need faith. Look at verse 30 Let's read it together. And Elijah said to her, Do you not know what? Yes. In other words, have faith. I'm going to give you an instruction, and he tells her to do it. It takes faith to do it. It takes faith to do it. To pick your first fruit, it takes faith. Am I communicating here? Yeah, it takes faith. To sow a valor, it takes faith. He said, do not go and do as you have done, but make me a small cave from it first and bring it to me. This is why I was telling you that you have to make it easy for you to be instructed. Because when the man of God comes to a widow like this and gives this kind of instruction, you think that he will not be thinking? He will think it. How wicked can you be? This is a woman without a husband and economically challenged. And this is all she has and you are going to collect it. How wicked can you be? All of these thoughts were running through his mind. But he was under divine instruction. Now listen, you have to understand that this woman needed Elijah more than Elijah needed her. Am I communicating here? Yeah, he needed Elijah more. She was at the point of death. Elijah had been fed by ravens. God has sent bears to go and feed Elijah. But she had the last meal. So what she needed was to provoke a release of faith. When faith came, she lived much longer. Did you see that? When faith came, she had her resources multiplied. That's why I told you that the people who function by faith will always live a better and a bigger life than those who decide to go by the flesh. Look at John chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Verse 2. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Three. And when they had run out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to her, They have no wine. They have no Then what happened? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at what Jesus is about to tell them verse 5. His mother said to them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Instructions. Now go to verse 6. Now they were said. Blah, 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 Go to 7. Jesus said to them, fill the water pot with what? Water. Fill the water pot with what? Water. And they filled it to the brim. They didn't ask questions. Because what has run out of this house is not water. It's wine. And we are filling it with water what kind of this jesus if peter had gotten into his canal elements and be asking unnecessary questions it would not have happened fill it with water the bible said they filled it with them the mother actually gave them the clue first because i'm sure if the mother had not warned them seeing that peter was there it would have been another matter he said listen this place that we are here whatever he tells you this is how he has been functioning in the house." Whatever he tells us, we do it. And we get results. So in this place, whatever he tells you, Peter, I've heard that you have been challenging him. Stop it. Whatever whatever he tells you, do it. Peter led them. And the Bible said they filled it. Look at this. They filled it. Then he said, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. I mean, it was crazy. You know what? Listen. If Jesus said, take it and bring it to me, that's different. He said, take it to the master of the feast. They want wine. You are filled it with water and nothing has changed. He said, take it to the master of the feast. So if there is any punishment for the people, Jesus is free. Can you imagine that? Yeah, Jesus was free. If taking it to the master of the ceremony meant that they would cut their head off, i said we say we want water what is wrong with you <laughs> kill all of them jesus was free but the bible said they went out in faith and when they went and they tasted it ah they said this one is better i told you that miracles happen when we obey instructions miracles happen when you obey instructions when someone in a spiritual authority over you gives you a spiritual instruction Sometimes don't reason it through your medical mind and through your logical intellectual senses because that's not what it's about. I'm not communicating here, yeah. Because if this woman had analyzed it naturally, laws of chemistry, how you get drinks, scientific laws will not have worked here. Water becoming wine, the process distillation, all those processes have to be done before you get wine. Ah, What is Jesus talking about? But they just responded. Thank God that they were not too intellectual. That's where sometimes a lot of intellectuals miss it. These were fishermen. They were just spot on people. Tell them they do it. Tell them they do it. Matthew and a few others were intellectuals among them. Because sometimes people who become so intellectualized, they miss out on the supernatural. Because everything they reason through. You remember, Elijah told a man, the economic minister, when there was famine in Samaria, he said, Tomorrow about this time there will be fat food everywhere. He said, Listen, I've been to London Economic School. I've been to Yale. I've studied all this manner. This kind of thing does not happen. According to proper planning and strategy, what you are saying, there is no way it will happen. Then the prophet provoked him said, it will happen, but you and your children will not see it. For it is the law. Immediately, it changed. Listen, if you are going to get the best of God, learn to respect instructions. I'm not communicating here. Learn to respect. The same thing. The lepers, they did that, and resource came. Go and show yourself to the priests. If you met the priest, in fact, even before you came to the priest, before you met the priest, you were healed before you met the priest. Because once you are a leper, you are supposed to be an outcast. So you don't come among people. And when you are coming among people, the Old Testament demanded that you shout, I'm a leper, I'm a leper, I'm a leper. Clear the way, I'm a leper. A leper is coming, clear the way, I'm a leper. That is how you come into the midst of people. And that nothing had happened. Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. That was a crazy instruction. But as they went, the Bible says, they were cleansed. As they went, not as they debated. As they went. As they went. I see you cleansed. I see you healed. Amen. I see you delivered. Amen. Can somebody give me a better amen. amen? And then number seven, follow instructions at all times. Don't pick and choose when to follow instructions. Follow instructions at all times. Follow instructions. Look at this. First Timothy 521, the CV version says, In the presence of God and Christ Jesus and their chosen angels, I order you to follow my instructions, be fair with everyone, and don't have any favorites. Follow my word? Follow my word? This is Paul to Timothy. He said, Follow my instructions. Follow my instructions. Be fair with everyone, and don't have any favorites. That is why Timothy became a successful pastor in Ephesus. Ephesus was a very difficult place, but he succeeded there. Because he was instructed. Look at Philippians two twelve, New Living Translation. Dear friends, you always followed. My instruction. You always followed. My instruction. When I was with you, and now that I'm away, it is even more. It is even more. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to follow instruction when the one giving the instruction is around. That's how hypocrites behave. But genuine people follow instructions even more. They stick to instructions even more in the absence of their leader. That is somebody you can trust. He said, even now that I'm away, if you are managing a, an office, and every time you are around, the whoever you are working with in the office, whatever you tell them to do, but the moment you move, everything you have taught them over the period, they begin to go contrary. You know you are dealing with the, an Absalom. It's a rebel in the making. Sooner or later, it will manifest he said you have always followed my instruction when i was with you now that i'm away it's even more important it's even more what yeah it's even more important it's even more important second corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 i wrote to you as i did to test you and see if you fully comply with my instructions number eight God instructions somebody say God instructions Say, guard instructions. guard instructions. When you have been given instructions to work with, don't allow others to confuse you. Stick with it. Tell you neighbor, and say, stick with it. Stick with it. Yeah. stick with it. Stick with it. If you read the book of Kings, <laughs> a man died because he will not listen to instruction. He will not guard the instructions he had been given. God sent him on a mission, and he told him that when you go to the place, don't eat or drink anything there. When he finished the mission I was about, another person came. He said, an angel has appeared to me and he has told me that you should eat and drink. Now, God spoke to him and said, don't do it. The other person said, an angel. The moment he sat down eating and finished, when he set off on his way, a wild beast ate him up. Guard the instructions. Praise the Lord. Guard the instructions. Don't joke with instructions. When you are given instructions, guard it. Other people don't know what will be the ultimate outcome of the instructions for you. So guard the instructions. Look at it. He said, take hold of instructions. Don't let it go. Guard it for they are the key. Oh, the new Living translation puts it interesting. Proverbs 4:13. Take fast hold of instruction. Don't let them go. Guard them for they are the key to life. Somebody say the key to life. The key to life. The key to life. The key to life. And then, of course, give to your instructors. Give to your instructors. Give to your instructors. This is Paul. Galatians 6 verse 6. And he was talking about instructors in the word. Give to your instructors. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Somebody says sharing all good things with them. Yeah. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructors. So give to your instructors. Praise the Lord. Now, if you have this attitude towards instruction, you will always go on top with instructions. If you develop these essential attitudes. And then, of course, number 10, stay away from those who have no regard for instructions. Anybody who does not like instructions, whether it's in the choir or it's in the ashes, certain specific guidelines that have been given to work with, they don't want to follow it. You have to watch them. Because they are not in to help our cause. They are in to cause problems and challenges for us. Stay away from those. This is New Testament. says, Stay away from those who will not follow instructions. Look at this with me. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 8. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives us his Holy Spirit. The very God who gives us what? Yeah. This is what Paul said. Anybody who rejects the instructions from scripture, rejects that which is from God who has given us his Holy Spirit. Now, look at 2 Timothy Thessalonians 3, verse 14 to 15. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 3, 14 to 15. Take special note. Do you see that? Take what? Take what? of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this in this do not associate with them in order that they may feel uh-huh. so when somebody is not working or following instructions that's not the person to side with that's the person to dissociate from am I communicating here yeah usually they feel that they can challenge authority that's how those people make themselves but they are actually in the wrong the bible says don't associate with such people So when you join a group, learn from the best, not the worst. Because every time we join a group, all of us are prone to learn from one of two people. Yeah, you can come and become part of the hushes. And you see that this one is very devoted and dedicated. That's the person to learn from. I'm not communicating here. Another person is very slothful, always coming late, always never on time, always giving excuses. That's another person you can choose not to learn from. Paul is saying that if you are learning, we must learn from those who are doing the right thing, not the wrong thing. Take special note of those who do not obey our instructions. Do not associate with them. Do not what? These are Christians. This letter was written to a church. He said there are people in the church don't associate with them because they will not follow instructions. Now look at this. Then he tells us, he gives a cross. yet regard not them as an enemy because they are brothers. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can disagree, but be unfriendly towards. Are you here with me? He said, regard not them as an enemy, but warn them as you would. A fellow believer, because that's who they are. So there are believers who don't follow instructions. I'm telling you, all the time, here, sometimes it's as simple instruction as let's sit Let's rise. They don't have any challenge, but they are seated. Yeah. They simply don't follow instructions. Qua says, let's lift up our hands, and their hands are in their pocket. And yet they are expecting a touch from God. It doesn't happen like that. Listen, last Sunday I told you that when you come into the presence of God, be very careful how you package yourself. How many of you remember the scripture we read? Don't offer the sacrifice of fools. Don't do what will provoke something untoward on your life. Because every time we meet here, something supernatural is happening positively or negatively in someone's life. And it's all based on how we position ourselves to receive from God. I pray that in all of our meetings you will always be enriched by the meetings. Yeah. That The blessing of God will always rest upon your life. Yeah. Put your hand on your heart and say, Lord, God, tonight, tonight I, receive I receive grace to follow God. instructions, yes. to listen yes. to instructions, yes. to love Instructions to value, instructions to stay away from those who regard instructions, to guard instructions, to give to my instructors in the name of Jesus. I declare by faith that I'm enabled by grace to follow instructions at all times. At all times, I obey instructions by faith, I respond quickly to instructions i love instructions i value instructions i adopt a posture that makes me easy to be instructed thank you father for helping me to enjoy instructions in jesus name father we thank you out of confession of our mouth it is established in our lives thank you spirit of god that our lives are enriched and blessed as we open ourselves up for instructions In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Amen. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified and by my confession, I am saved. Thank you. For saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed.